Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview breakout sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, we have interviews from the six newest additions to the Ohio State Athletic Hall of Fame. Last Friday night, the Hall welcomed former OSU men's basketball coach Thad Mata, former linebacker A.J. Hawk, former kicker Mike Nugent, former women's basketball coach Jim Foster, former men's hockey player R.J. Umberger, and former women's hockey player Natalie Spooner. All six of the inductees met with the media before the ceremonies got underway to talk about what this honor and the university means to them. Now, if you're finding this episode on our website, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are delivering you at least one new podcast episode every day throughout the entire football season. So subscribe now in order to get all of the unique, varied perspectives that you will only hear from Land Grant Holy Land this season. So now that we have all of that out of the way, up first is Thad Mata. Sort of, kind of go with the flow and, and uh, uh, see what happens. But you know, like uh, I, I spent some time with John and Aaron this summer, and Joey Lane stopped by my house two nights ago and spent a couple hours with Barbara and I. And um, you know, when, when you get with those guys, you 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 go through all the things that, that happened and and all the the things that we did together, and and, and those are special times. How does this moment kind of stack up to seeing your name go up in the Well, it's it's right there. I mean, there's 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 no question about that. I think, uh, you know, that was a night that kind of blew me away. Um, a lot like this is. And, and, you know, the only difference is when I came over that night, I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, and, and this, I knew Matt Twiller had called me and, and told me I was going in uh, probably a couple months ago. So uh, I've had a little more time to, to kind of get prepared. You ready for your speech? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying, still trying to decide if I'm going to go comedy or uh, you know, just what angle I'm going to take with it. But uh, no, no question. I mean, you know, there's, there's so many people. When you, when you give a speech like this, you could, when you spend 13 years there, I could talk for hours, and um, I'm not going to do that, so don't worry if you guys are going. I won't do that, but, uh, um, you know, just an opportunity to, to thank some people. What was it like to see uh, some of your former guys team up? And, uh, oh, unbelievable. Un- unbelievable, and, and so happy for those guys. And, um, you know, I, it, it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm falling in love with that tournament. I love the, the format of it and how it works, and, um, you know, like I said, I got to spend six hours in the car with John and Aaron arguing all six hours, but them guys talking about, you know, uh, trying to win the money and, and that sort of thing. And, and now you see how important it is to them as they're, they're having, you know, John had twins last Friday and, and um, Jared's got twins on the way and, you know, Aaron's got a little one Owen and it's just like, they're saying, you know, coach, I can start to college. And it's like, you, you find out what the real world is really all about. Talk about not missing um, football games, but just in the past two years, how many basketball games have you watched? It's a great question. Um, I would I would say I haven't. I don't know if I've really watched a game in its entirety. Now I I, I have season tickets at Butler. My wife and I both went there. My daughters go there, and, and it's right around the corner from where I live. So anytime I'm in town, I, I hit a Butler game. Um, but I just like flipping around. I, I'll watch the guys that I know that, that I've worked with or whatever, and I root like crazy for them. But, uh, you know, for the most part, it, it, uh, it's just kind of fun to sit, watch a game, and not really give a damn what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Dan, right. the, the last time that we talked to you, you, you talked about maybe not missing the sport as much as you thought you would because of where the sport is today. Mm-hmm. Is that more and more true as time goes on, yeah. or less and less true? No, it. it, it uh, we, we talked about it and, uh, yeah. earlier, and you know, I, I think just from the standpoint of, I'm, I'm curious to see how this whole thing shakes out. Um, you know, when you're in those trenches for as long as I was, you know a lot of stuff, and and unfortunately, there's a written rule nobody talks about it. And um, but it, it just it, it it's going to be interesting because I think back to some of the recruiting battles we had and and some of the things that happened and 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 didn't happen. And um, so from that perspective, I'll, I'll be interested to see. I don't envy where the NCAA is with this. I mean, they it's almost impossible for them, but uh, you know, just try to get some more equality back into college basketball. And, and, you know, Chris and I talked the other day, and I think the way he's doing it is perfect. I mean, I, I, I commend him for, for how he's recruiting. you want to talk about some of those stories now? <laughs> no, 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 there's, there's no question, but it's, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I, I've said this before. The greatest thing and maybe the worst thing that ever happened in my time at Ohio State was getting Greg and Michael because everybody here thought we should get them every year. But the landscape changed, and I couldn't go to the press conference and say, "Hey, this is where it is." And um, but I, I want to trade those two for anything. When you say the landscape changed, do you, what, what do you mean exactly? Well, I think all the things that you're seeing now has has escalated, and um, so. But I'd probably be careful what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah, not really. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny though when you say that because you say that like it's the unwritten rule that. You don't talk yeah. about it, and then even when you're here, you say that stuff. It, like, right. how much have you thought about that? And and, and I know you said that when's you your book at... coming out? Oh, I know, I know. You know, I, I, I always had when I was coaching two titles for the book. One was, "Do you really want to know?" And the other one was, "You're right. It's my fault. Your son missed the jump shot." <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think from that standpoint, every coach in the country would pick up the book about the son missing the jump shot. So. What's your stress? How much is your stress level down? Would you say to put a percentage on it compared to when you're in the next <laughs> If that's even possible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. 90%. I, I mean, quite honestly. Uh, um, you know, it's funny. I uh, Two weeks ago, became an empty nester. And um, so, you know, I think from that standpoint, uh, we can travel more. We can do the things that, that uh, Barbara and I have always wanted to do. And um, But, no, the, the, the stress of, of it's just it was nonstop. And, and I've said this as, as a coach, a successful coach, you've got to be in a bad mood all the time. I mean, something you, you always have to find what's wrong so you can fix it. And, and that's, that's just how it is. I mean, you, you, it, it is what it is. And, and um, you know, day after day after day after day, it takes its toll on you a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, the, the stress has definitely eased off. What's the most stressful thing you do right now? Uh, right now, trying to train these two idiot dogs I have. And um, stop them from uh, digging to China every day in my backyard. And uh, one of them is a paranoid retriever. He brings everything back because he's so dumb he can't remember what I threw. So he brings everything back. And uh, I'm trying to break him of that. But, uh, you know, that's a, a pretty stressful thing. Um, you know, trying to beat my time on an elliptical machine every day is, is pretty stressful. I'm up to walking like four or five miles a day, and I get real competitive with myself and that sort of thing. But that's that's about it. Maybe, you know, what I'm going to put on a green egg at night. You, um, you do miss about coaching, but you say your stress level is down. What's the number one thing you don't miss? 
Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I gotta be careful in case I go back into coaching. Um, you know, I, I tell you, what, what I miss the most is just the camaraderie of, of a group of guys, a good group of guys, and, and, and bringing a group together and getting them to play the right way. Um, you know, I, I, I don't miss the, uh, uh, the misperception of fans of parents in, in recruiting. Uh, you know, I, I still used to laugh when a parent would walk in and say, my son's a pro. And I'm like, no, he's not. Pro's arms are longer than everybody else's. Their fingers are longer. They're, they're shaped different. They think different. And, um, but nobody wants to, to hear that. And uh, at times I was probably too truthful. That you and Jim kind of went out, you know, is every time you come back get a little easier? Is there some closure? Is yeah. Forgiveness is too strong a word, but where are oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am perfectly fine. And, and the thing that I'm most excited about is the program is doing well. And, and um, you know, I, I, I think I know this for a fact. We left this program a lot better than we found it. And, and I think with that said, um, you know, it, it's, it's funny because I remember Lou Holtz once told me, he says, never stay more than seven years at a place. Because he said, the longer you stay, the more you fall in love with it, but the more they fall out of love with you. And if you remember, in year eight, we started 24 and up. And I still remember walking off the floor, and people are like, Coach, you only won by 12. And I'm like, he was right. He was right. It's, it's, it's turning on me. And, um, but, you know, we, we still had great times after that. There's, there's no question about that. But, um, but no, it's, it's hey, I'm, I'm a, a Buckeye and um, love this place and, and, and always will. Dad, you accomplished so much here. What's the thing that you're proudest of? Like the thing that you want them to mention first when they introduce you as a Hall of Famer? Without a doubt, we did it the right way. Uh, that, that to me is the number one thing I want people to know is, is all the success we had, the Big Ten Championships, the Final Fours, the Big Ten Tournament Championships, the NIT Championships, it was done the right way. Up next, you'll hear from A.J. Hawk. I think once I got here, I guess I was, you know, pretty young, naive, understood that just be quiet and try to work, try to get on the field somehow. And luckily I was my, my freshman year and just kind of ran from there. But I also, like once I got there, I think I learned real quick from the upperclassmen that what it was like to be a college player, what it, what it took, how to be a true pro even at the college level like those guys did it, did it the right way and I learned so much from them so I, I owe a bunch to them I, I think I learned real quickly what it was like and what was needed if you wanted to, to compete at a high level who were a few of those guys oh man Mike Doss Donnie Nicky Craig Krenzel was there Robert Reynolds Tim Anderson there's a million of them like there's so many of those guys <clears throat> I would just sit back and, and watch them in practice in the weight room everywhere and, and try to just try to be like them really so set the record. Set the record straight. Were you a three that became a four when you before you arrived here in terms of star? Oh gosh, the whole recruiting. Thing. Probably a zero. I don't know. Did they have stars back then when I was coming would out? You? Oh yeah. And would you have been recruited today? No, would, probably would, not. Probably you're not. I probably wouldn't have. Especially, well, I snuck in. I, I got offered. I came out for camp. Got offered going into my senior year right before in the summer, and then got hurt the first game of my senior year. Tore my PCL. Um, luckily, they stuck with me and still kept a scholarship. But I don't know how it would work out now. It's so different how college recruiting is. 
So, yeah, I have no idea. Probably not. Um, yeah, I guess the timing worked out well. Did you have, were you a chip on the shoulder guy at all or not really? No, I don't think I paid enough. I don't think I was smart enough to have a chip on my shoulder. I didn't understand what that meant. Um, uh, I think everyone's kind of motivated by different things. And I never really wanted to be, I never really was trying to prove people wrong. I was, my brother, I had two older brothers, so I remember them even telling me, like, no, who cares? Just prove people right. Prove Coach Tressel right. And those guys that, that offered you, and they, they think they think you deserve to be there for a reason. So prove them right. Don't waste time and waste energy trying to prove people wrong. And I, I kind of always always stuck with that through through my career. You mentioned Ohio State was, was the dream. Was the NFL also something you hoped for? Yeah, I mean, it was a dream. But um, even when I was at Ohio State, it wasn't – I didn't think about it too much. I, mean, I really didn't think it was a possibility until probably after my junior year sometime. And the only reason I thought that, I remember someone asked me if I was coming out early. I, never, I was on a, a flight to Vegas for my 21st birthday. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm coming back to school. I'll be there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe after my junior year. But, no, my first, even during my senior year, I, I wasn't too focused on it or worried about it. I, I knew, like, yeah, this is, if everything works out, hopefully I get drafted. That was the plan. That would be awesome. Um, but I, mean, I still stayed in school and was still in school. I got drafted and everything and wanted to finish. So it was a little different time, too. Um, but, yeah, I think it set up everything that Coach Trestle did and all the coaches here set me up perfectly to, to play at the next level. So like coming in with that huge class, it was mostly Ohioans. It's kind of an outlier if you look at how many great Ohio prospects there were that year. What was it like coming in with that it was awesome. Our class was so good, top to bottom. Like, there's so many big-time Ohio players, too, that year. And then the, the others sprinkled in from around the country were, were really, really good. But I feel like we were pretty tight from the beginning. When we came in, I uh, played with some of them in the like, North-South game, Big 33, and then got to see a lot of those guys, too, at different, not recruiting things, but uh, different events they've had for high school guys, not even not just Ohio State people, but we always kind of stuck together. I remember when we would go to those events, the Ohio State guys that were committed would. Um, but coming in from day one, we knew, yeah, okay, we have a huge class and we have a great coach, but we have to do something to, to prove that, that we deserve to be here. And I think I think guys felt that. Like, everyone was really motivated from the beginning and kind of fed off each other. So it was it was a special class. I mean, there's so many good players there and good guys that I still talk to now. Our next interview comes from R.J. Umberger. I want to start out with a personal question only because I know it's something that people who know you will be concerned about. How's your mom? She's doing okay. I mean, um, I just brought her home from the hospital the other day. Actually, she was in for a blood infection. You know, the chemo's uh, <laughs> taking its toll on her. So she's had one round right now. And, um, you know, we're just crossing our fingers. And she's strong. And she's going to be here tonight, which has been was really important to her. It was really important to me. So um, I'm excited for that. I've been keeping so. her in my prayers. I know a lot of Blue Jackets and yeah. Buckeye fans have. So I appreciate that. You know, it's it's uh, you know, cancer's tough, and when it's a, when it's a parent, I, I think uh, I don't know if you're ever prepared for that. So it's it's hard. Um, let's talk about something much nicer. You talked about how important having her here was because I imagine this accomplishment for you 
It falls probably one of the top lines of your resume, right? Yeah, this is special. Um, you know, I've said a couple of times tonight. When uh, anytime a Hall of Fame, but when you start looking at Ohio State as one of the, you know my mind one of the top athletic schools in the country, and then you start looking and reading through the list of players and, and old athletes and you know the prestigious names, it's 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 overwhelming. It really is, and you got to start pinching yourself. So um, it's surreal. It's humbling. I'm privileged. Um, you know, there's, you could use all the words. It's really something special. Do you look at the current state of the program and think I help build that? Because they've been experiencing some success of late, and I don't know that it gets there without your guys. Yes, and that's something I want to mention tonight uh, when I have to talk. It's definitely that, um, you know, proud of what they're doing and what they're accomplishing. They keep taking the steps, and um, Coach Rollick and his staff have done a great job. Uh, you know, I think just overall in general, hockey in Columbus is really starting to get on the map. And, and when I came here at Ohio State in 2000, um, you know, part of my recruiting was that I wanted to be one of the big, the persons that was, you know, part of that. I wanted to help do it, and um, that was big to me, and I wanted that challenge, and, you know, I I think that I definitely, you know, helped, and, uh, you know, there was some players like myself and Steckel and, and Kessler and, you know, um, you know, make it in like these guys all uh, were good hockey players I think definitely helped a couple years before me a team made it to the the final four and you know that that team too has a lot to do with it because um you know that that put them a little bit on the recruiting map too. So, I think um, you know there's there's several classes that have a lot to do with and you know and and the coaches in the past and you know it has a lot. Was it ever hard on you being an Ohio State Buckeye who went to the Blue Jackets? Because I, I talked to to some athletes who are local guys for whatever program they're playing with, and it's like there, there's some things that are really great about that the support and whatnot they get, but they always want to be known as more than just the local guy. Yeah, no, it never, I never had that issue. Um, for me, I, I, I actually liked it. Um, I was just so proud of being a Buckeye, to be honest with you, right. and I still am. So, um, you know, I, people ask me where I went to school. I've always, you know, Ohio State proudly, you know. So um, I was proud to be, you know, playing for the Blue Jackets and be that Buckeye, you know. So, you know, it was um, something I enjoyed, and I liked being, um, I, I loved, always loved Columbus, so, like, being here was just, it was such a good situation that, you know, I was really sad when I when I had to leave and it was time to go, but it was um, it was tough for sure. Where do you live now? I'm in Columbus. Yep, I'm in Powell so still. So, do you yep. follow the, the Buckeyes and Blue Jackets oh, yeah. and yep. hang out yep. with them? Do yep. you take part in those alumni games that sometimes <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, I couldn't skate in this year's Buckeye alumni game, but, yes, I'm definitely at all the golf outings and events, and then, uh, you know, it's, it's nice having the the jackets alumni starting to take off you know there's a bunch of players here now that when i played and a little bit before me that are all starting to live here and it's good having a young organization having an alumni now so it's fun being connected with both and um you know i'm i'm enjoying right now being with youth hockey in uh, the area so how's your i mean we talked about your mom but how's your family doing good um you know my my media family is great my uh, three young kids that are um such a pleasure to be around. Um, it's made the transition for me a lot easier than it could be. Um, you know, I don't know if I have a professional idea of what I want to do, but I definitely am enjoying every moment. My kids—they're uh, in sports like crazy. It's—it's uh, it's fun to be on the other on the sideline and just sitting back and enjoying. I and mean, I definitely start to feel those things where you know you want to like go out there and do it for them, or like, man, like why aren't they doing that? And you know, so I know my—it's come full circle a little bit. I understand what my parents felt. 
You don't so. feel like a former anything, do you? Well, I, feel, I, de- I mean, I'm definitely the f- a former player that, you know, wants to be out there, like, helping them. Yeah. But um, I, am, I am really enjoying the role of just being dad. I, I really am. Sticking with hockey, you'll now hear from Olympic gold medalist Natalie Spooner. I was at home. Yeah, I actually didn't like get the phone call because they like ended up reaching out on like I think it was like Facebook or something, being like you need to call these people. They were trying to get a hold of you, and you have an answer. That's so I was kind of surprised you said when you that you were at home because yeah. when I understand that's a rarity these days. Yes, yes, I'm not home very often, but I ended up being at home one day and getting in touch and. Then I found out, and I was very shocked. Yeah. What is it that's keeping you busy all these these times? Well, hockey, doing lots of events, um, stuff like that. But recently, I'm actually learning how to figure skate. Um, I'm going on a show in Canada that's called Battle of the Blades, where they pair up a hockey player with like a professional figure skater. So lately, I've been training about five hours a day figure skating. How's that going? <laughs> it's going. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly getting there. I have my first show September 19th, so I got to be ready for then. What's the biggest trick you can do right now? Can you? Uh, I can do a backflip. What? Uh, no, 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 you can't. Yeah, like the guy helping me, like he like flips me. He can like get me up onto his shoulder. <laughs> she can do a backflip on ice. <laughs> With a guy would, helping would, me. Would, would that have come in useful as a as an OSU hockey player? Maybe I don't know. When it comes to your OSU career, yes. what, what are you proudest of about that? Oh, I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot about it, a lot of things. But I think you know, I, the one moment that really stands out is my sophomore year, and um, you know, we played against Wisconsin in the playoffs and um, beating them. They were they were such a great team that year too. So, and then going into uh, the final faceoff and. Obviously, we lost to Minnesota in triple overtime, but I think that that was, you know, a moment that definitely stands out because we got a taste of kind of what it felt like to get a bit farther than than we had been getting. Um, yeah, so I think that that moment for sure on the ice stands out. Are you doing some mission work or some uh, advocacy work or something with clean water? Or is this, yeah, can yeah, you yeah. talk to me about that? Yeah, so I've been working with Water Aid Canada um, to bring clean water to you know, places that, that don't have it. And then this past summer I was able to travel to India um, with WaterAid and to just visit some of the slums that, you know, don't have access to clean water and then versus slums that do have access and just to see how, you know, really it's a, it's a problem that affects women because women are really relied upon to go fetch the water. Uh, so when, you know, these ladies do have access to the clean water and to a tap, they have so much more time to actually have, you know, maybe they started a, a little business on the side and are selling something they've made or, you know, they, they can do other things other than just fetching water constantly. Do you think you would have been able to do all this, your, your reality TV work, your uh, work with, uh, with clean water without the background that being a Buckeye athlete gave you? Did it provide you with something in terms of, I don't know, character development or a platform? Mm-hmm. Would you be where you are today without that? You know, I'm not, I don't know. I can't really say, but I think that Ohio State definitely did. You know, I'd never lived away from home before Ohio State and, and getting out there. And, um, you know, I think that Ohio State brought me a lot of confidence and, um, you know, kind of that empowerment that, that you can do anything. And I think here we weren't ever really given limits. We were really spoiled and, and could have anything we needed um, to succeed, which I think was something that was amazing. So I think, you know, it did kind of bring me out of my bubble and, and make me realize, you know, what the world is about and to, to go after what you want. 
We now turn back to basketball with former women's basketball coach Jim Foster. Uh, no, it's the first time I've been in Ohio in six years. You're kidding. <laughs> Flown over it. Haven't been in it. Is that a little weird? It's a little weird to be back or not? Uh, it's different. Um, and it's uh, obvious that uh, there's been a lot of cranes on campus <laughs> because there's a lot more buildings in places that they weren't before. Yeah. That's a big change. It's growing. Big yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah. What's your takeaway in you? On what? It's an honor, obviously, but, well, um, I mean, you've been honored by other things. What does this mean to you? Uh, I'm sort of working, figuring that out as we go along. It's it's interesting that the thing that I find interesting is that you know, probably talk about this later. Is that you know you, you, you? I spent 40 years going forward, thinking about what's next, next game, next practice, next recruiting class, whatever, and then do that for 40 years. Then you stop, and then that's the first time you really had an opportunity to like say what's what's back there. Reflect. Yeah. So I've had that. Uh, you know, I've been to St. Joseph's and I've been to Vanderbilt in similar situations with teams or people. And uh, going back, uh, the most significant part of going back to the players and having the opportunity to interact with them again and wherever they are in life, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And, and uh, from what I'm told, a lot of players will, will be around tomorrow night. We're going to mm -hmm. get together. And uh, uh, I, th I think that'll be a lot of fun. A lot fun. of fun. What are your memories, fond memories from here? Because it's probably well, mixed a little bit. I, I I think um, you know sometimes in a place like this it gets lost uh, in the shuffle mm -hmm. of what what a group you know sort of accomplished and and I give uh, that that crew you know they, group of people won six conference titles in a row and like eight conference players a year and whatever and I don't know we never got to celebrate that never got to spend time. In that arena, talking about it, thinking about it, because you're always, what's next? And uh, so I think it'll be a lot of fun to to uh, tell stories and embellish. <laughs> I think you said one time you knew, you were you found it appealing here that they don't put up Sweet Sixteen banners. Yeah. Just, and, and was that sort of a blessing and a curse? In, in the no, I I don't I don't have any. To me, that's a crapshoot and and a. Uh, not something I dwell on a whole lot. The thing I noticed when Andy Geiger hired me uh, and I came up a couple of, uh, to interview and to walk around campus, the thing that struck me was the only team photos on the wall were uh, championship teams. And that, that really registered with me and... Um, uh, so I, you know, to look back and say, okay, we're here. More than half of the years we we're here, we won the Big Ten. Uh, that's significant, and and I think in this day and age of uh, the last game or the tournament being the NCAA tournament, I think a lot of what 
this thing's supposed to be about gets lost in the shuffle. And people have, you know, uh, in this day and age of fast opinions, uh, thoughtless opinions, uh, you, 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 I relish this time to, to, to reflect a little bit and look back and uh, spend time with these uh, players. I, I think it's really going to be a lot of fun. And last but certainly not least, we have Nuge, Mike Nugent. What does this mean to you to sort of be on that field and take a bow one more time? You know, I've kind of been saying it for the past couple weeks, like just to be part of this argument. If, if you're on somebody's list for this, I, I just think that's cool enough for me. But yeah. um, just when I got the phone call, just to think about the list of people that have been able to come to a night like this. Um, it's it's hard to describe. You know, I, I think a lot of work was really put into it. Um, but there's so many people around you that I feel like, I feel had like a part. yeah, just had a huge part in it. And sometimes luck has to be on your side, you know, yeah, seeing it every uh, day in and day out. But um, I'm just one of those guys who was always extremely encouraged um, just by family, friends. And no one said, oh, you can't do this, you can't do yeah. that. So um, when you have people, you know, supporting you, standing behind you and helping you out, it makes it that much more fun. Pretty cool that uh, the pride of the Elks and the Buckeyes are going in together here. Yeah, I actually, I, I've kind of, if you know A.J. Hawk, you kind of brag that you know him. And you know, okay. luckily I got to play with him. A lot of people don't know that four different levels, like Pee Wee, high school, college, and pro. And I, I've always asked people, like, try to find two guys that played in all four kind of phases like that together. And I feel like that wouldn't be a very big number. So I, I feel like I'm lucky that I got to play with a guy like that. And, um... We all have seen him dominate college, dominate pro, but even as a kid in sixth grade, well, he was in fifth and I was in sixth when we were on the same team, but just like, this guy's going to be special. It was no surprise to someone like me who saw it every day. So just to be able to do this with him tonight, it's just a lot of fun. And your best, uh, you know, we remember the Marshall buzzer beater. Uh, is there anything that stands out Yeah, uh, over the championship? I mean, I was thinking about that today, like uh, something that maybe not a lot of people would know. Just running through the tunnel of pride. On, yep. uh, uh, I was lucky enough to be a senior when the Michigan game was at home, yep. and to see Coach Tressel and to see my parents, I just I completely lost it. I didn't realize the gravity of that situation until I saw my parents, and actually it was before I started running. So Coach Tressel saw saw me just crying my eyes out, and I'm like, I got to play a game right now, like probably the biggest game of my career against Michigan, and um, but it was just one of those moments. I, I just I just really cherish it, never forget it. Congrats. Thanks a lot. Kind of lucky you played for Trestle because uh, in the era after that, they, they sort of, if it wasn't a touchdown, it was a failure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, I I think Coach Trestle would be a better person to ask this question, but for me, or not really the question, but for me it was always like, I think he really, really, I, I love playing for someone who gave so much credit to the kicking game. And it wasn't just kicking. Like um, I'm sorry, it wasn't just field goals kickoffs punts punt return he just gave it so much credit so I was just like oh I feel like I'm here at a very good time and um luckily got to kick a lot of field goals so I, I think um kind of just depends on the coach really some coaches are like oh I want seven I don't want three and I think um depending on the situation if we got three out of it I, I was always very happy about it and nice to be going into all of them because not all hall of fames value the contributions of special teams much like mm -hmm. some coaches don't but this one obviously does it does yeah i think um 
like I was saying earlier, to be on this list of people that uh, have have accomplished um, something like tonight, it's just a lot of fun. And I just I can't think of a better word to describe it. It's just it's just very cool to be here and to think when I was a kid putting in the work, like oh, it would be so cool to go to Ohio State and to have it evolve into coming here tonight is just like wow this is it's just a lot of fun and I kind of feel like there's times you feel like oh do I deserve this but then you think back like okay maybe you know I worked hard so it's uh, somebody's got to get in the hall of fame so I I think uh, it's one of those things I'm just really proud to be be able to say this you talked about getting the phone call but you didn't say where were you and who was it that actually called you know what I can't tell you exactly who it was okay I haven't met him Okay. Uh, face to face. Okay. But um, I was just at home. I think I was, um, I forget exactly like what day it was, but we had just had our daughter, our second daughter. Oh so um, I think I was going on not the most sleep in the world, but we, you know, we had a great schedule figured out and she's sleeping 12 hours now at three months. So um, yeah, just in between, in between um, naps, I would definitely say. So not not naps for us, naps right. for the girls. Well, you might need some too at this point. Yeah, that, it's funny. Like anyone that has kids, you you want to get a lot done during that, but you're also like, should I lay down? What should I do? But for me, it's always like, all right, let's get stuff done around the house and make sure mom gets her sleep. So. Last time someone yelled "nooch" in your direction. <sighs> I don't remember specifically, okay. but it, it kind of happens every now and then. It it, yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, not as huge it as it like was when I was week, here. But it might not have been ten years ago. Is yeah, what you're saying. exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You should expect it tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, I still deserve it. I guess. Um, <laughs> I that's. Call yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> the thing about these Ohio State fans. I mean, the loyalty is unbelievable, and we've lived in Scottsdale the past uh, seven years. So it's just the amount of alumni out in out in Arizona. It's just. It's great just how the people get get together for games, and you can run into somebody and be like, "Oh, I grew up in two blocks from you, or two you know two miles away." So that's great. When was the last time you were at Ohio Stadium? Um, my wife and I came to a night game. You guys will probably remember, probably three years ago. It was pretty good, maybe Minnesota, uh, but it was just kind of kind of middle of season random game. But yeah, these days I've been catching on TV as much as possible. When you committed here, did you envision your career? this Hall of Fame? I mean, was, was any of that in your mind as a 17, 18-year-old come to high school? I, I, looking back, I can definitely say I was the kind of person that really thought about what's going on right now. So before I even got offered, you know, I wasn't one of these guys who had 20 schools to choose from, um, but I got the offer about two weeks before signing date. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, I got to win this job first. So I feel like I, I was good about that. Like I got to win this job rather than looking too far ahead. So then it kind of started evolving a little bit, getting a little bit more comfortable. My freshman year went 50% and I missed seven field goals. And so that was tough and competed um, back and forth all season, but then kind of, kind of got, got my groove uh, like spring ball after my freshman season. Who was it that was here with you? Uh, Josh Houston. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So what yeah. was that competition like coming in as a freshman Trying to, trying to fight for the job. I mean, it, it was tough. It was kind of like anything. You know, in, in high school, you're definitely going to get competition, but not so much at, as a kicker. But then you're competing with someone. And I, I had seen Josh kick a lot. We had been to kicking camps together, so I knew he was very good. And I knew it was one of those things. It's, at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of like golf. Golfers are, in my opinion, almost competing against the course and the weather. 
rather than each other. Obviously, their scores get compared, but kicking's the same way. It's me against the uprights and the weather, not so much. And then my scores are just going to get compared to the guy next to me. So I think that's that's kind of the way I've always looked at it.